You are listening to Legal Design Podcast. We are the hosts Henna Tolvanen and Nina Toivonen. In this episode, we meet Pierangelo Bonanna, who is an experienced international mediator and a pioneer in applying design thinking in mediation. Mediation is often perceived as an alternative to traditional lawyer-led dispute resolution and litigation in courts. What kind of added value does design thinking bring to mediation as it already seems to be pretty human-centric? And do we still need lawyers if people are able to solve their disputes by themselves? Tune in to hear why we need mediation by design. Welcome to Legal Design Podcast, Pierangelo. Um, how would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? I, first of all, I want to thank you for your invitation and your commitment. Uh, it is a pleasure uh, to be here with you. It is always difficult to present oneself objectively. Mm-hmm. I try to be a person open to confrontation and danger to learn from others. Uh, from my point of view, learning is a ongoing process and can only be achieved by always questioning it. This is not only from a professional point of view, but also from a social point of view. I believe that only through active listening is it possible to get in tune with others and uh, perceive their needs. It's not easy. I don't always succeed, but I try. I'm a mediator, an international mediator. And so um, for me, it's important to understand other people during my job. And um, I tried to uh, imagine a new way for mediation, mediation by design. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the reason we have invited to you to our podcast too. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> and it's great to meet you, Pierangelo. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Um, Okay, let's first start about uh, discussing mediation. It's often seen as an alternative to the normal legal dispute resolution, for example, litigating in courts. Um, Pierangelo, how did you become interested in mediation in the first place? Yes, in my case, I hope to be the right synthesis of personal conflict predisposition. Um, character attitudes and the professional experience, but is a, I, for me is a hope. I hope to be in this way. Immediately after university, I specialized in resolving disputes between the public administration and the citizens. Uh, working actively with the, the European Ombudsman uh, to try to disseminate the culture of transparency in defense of uh, citizens' rights. Uh, for me, it was a great human experience that uh, allowed me to analyze uh, the, uh, the criticalities that saw uh, the citizen in the sense by proceeding to an analysis from steps, first particular, then general, to reach an overview as precise as possible. And so after this experience, I continued my professional activity like mediator in a civil and commercial disputes. 
um, I try, I think uh, that everything for me is uh, natural because uh, uh, during uh, my life, uh, mediation is uh, uh, the goal to reach. That sounds really great and interesting career story. Um, I think it was last spring when you wrote an interesting article in the Resolver magazine about using design thinking in mediation. And that's how me and Nina actually got to know your work. And it was a great article. How did you come up with the idea of matching mediation with legal design? Uh, yes, um, my view of the law is not conservative, but open and aimed at uh, dialogue with other disciplines or other approaches. Uh, this um, natural propensity for constructive comparison led me to legal design, which uh, immediately convinced me of uh, its uh, freshness and uh, its uh, innovative scope. Uh, the law must photograph society with, uh, with the, its many specificities, trying uh, to put man at the center. The idea comes from the need to make the mediation even more understable and simple for the hand customer. Uh, often in uh, the different uh, jurisdictions, mediation is uh, filtered by one's own lawyer, who inevitably offers a partial view on mediation, transmitting to one's client their doubts or professional interests. Uh, combining legal design with mediation can be useful, I imagine, to make uh, the disputed party more aware and reach an agreement convenient for everyone. And so I think that uh, this match for, between uh, mediation and legal design is uh, uh, a future uh, because uh, we must change uh, this contest that is, uh, uh, so there are a lot of uh, conservative uh, prospects in this moment for me especially in Europe. And so I see a new way for, to, to mediate. Mm, the idea of mediation as an alternative to court and lawyer-centric dispute resolution, it can al already be seen as human-centric uh, and proactive and holistic. And also how you said before, like um, uh, interdisciplinary way to see uh, dispute resolution. What kind of added value, in your view, does design thinking bring into mediation? Yes, I agree that mediation has an errant, centric, and holistic human approach. But uh, design thinking will give order and uh, put in place positive aspects of mediation currently, yeah. left to the goodwill of individuals. I think that it is necessary to make the final person client central, accompanying him in a conscious decision making process wanted, but uh, to achieve the goal of an agreement convenient for all is necessary. 
transparency and the clarity. Um, to avoid uh, possible doubts and achieve uh, satisfactory results. And so uh, I think that uh, step by step we can uh, reach this, this goal that is difficult, I know, uh, but uh, I think that we, uh, we should try. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, could you give us some example examples of how to actually apply design thinking in mediation, like in practice? Have you been involved in design projects that aim to improve mediation processes? And um, has technological solutions played a part in this? Yes, uh, the need to carry out online mediation following the pandemic I, has imposed a new way of relating. As in many other contexts, the world of ADR has not always been adequate. The technological gap, the difficulties in communicating effectively, the absence of direct physical contact that uh, for mediators are important, are just some of the difficult uh, phases, which have reduced, at least initially, the effectiveness of the conciliatory process. One of the central aspects of mediation is to find together in the same table, the parties, the lawyers, the consultants, in this unique and unrepeatable context, operates a good mediator, able to understand the real will going beyond the formalized proposals. This new reality has led to the need for mediation to take place remotely, leading to the affirmation of the online dispute resolution. In this context, is placed the relationship, in my opinion, surely, necessary between design thinking and mediation. It is necessary to fill in the gaps formed in the passage between mediation presence and a distance mediation. We are creating with a group of mediation, mediators and the design thinking experts a project for the development of an operational and flexible model usable in any type of mediation, which uh, simplifies the participation of the client in mediation. Using the logical process typical of design thinking, uh, the really project from uh, the theoretical point of view will uh, concretely experiment in the Hilton within a series of mediation carried out in remote presence in uh, different contexts. That is why uh, with different objects and a different jurisdictional context. But, uh, if you want, I'll keep you updated on development. Maybe we'll uh, find among the listeners of professionals interested in contributing to the project. New ideas and, and the contributions are welcome. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, um, that was interesting what you said about um, the fact that lawyers usually actually refuse or not pretty, 
I'm not very interested in, in starting a mediation process. And I think also in Finland, it's that the churches have to actually suggest parties to, to at, at least try to, um, to solve their dispute between themselves before uh, starting the litigation process. And having done a bit of litigation myself, I also remember that I had this kind of attitude for these, these suggestions like, oh no, but yeah, we know what the outcome will be and we don't wanna waste time for this mediation. It won't really change anything and it's too late to, to do that. And we already know what the law is, what the law says and, and we know the outcome, you know, and and now I really have to look into the mirror myself and, and think that yeah, maybe that's also something that needs needs definitely more attention and and more discussion uh, of this that the role lawyers actually have in, in mediation that and 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 um, and in the creation of the negative image of dispute resolution that if lawyers themselves have such a negative attitude for um, like this alternative dispute resolution methods, then, then who else could do that? Who else could, like, it's impossible to do without lawyers, like you said, Pierangelo. So yeah, that, that's something we should really discuss more in the legal industry that, yeah. that we are the change makers. If, if we don't like the, the, the better remedies or better solutions, then then it's not going to work out. <laughs> we try. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it, it well, it was really interesting what you said about the lawyers having a huge role in mediation, because I think I've seen mediation from like two legal historical point of view like when people actually go to some rocks in the middle of the woods and then talk their issues over and there's no lawyers involved, but it's dispute resolution in between the parties who have the conflict. And um, to me, that's really like human-centric way of dispute resolution. But then over the years, it kind of feels like that we took a detour and uh, we made the conflicts all about an army of lawyers. And as you said, Perangelo, it often feels that the people themselves, they don't have anything to do with the conflict anymore. When they hire a lawyer, it becomes two lawyers just um, solving the problem themselves. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really interesting to think. Yeah, um, I think that uh, legal culture has changed over the centuries in uh, line with the, the social changes. Uh, the presence of a judge, an accuser and a defender has become the classic uh, configuration to resolve any type of conflict. It is a, certainly a model that has been affected by the, the religious changes that have characterized Europe, in, in which wars have been a mix between politics and religion. European history is the result of a confrontation and a balance between religious and the political theories. 
the configuration of the geodical uh, system is also affected by the past from which uh, this uh, type of model appears uh, uh, more, more fair. Uh, certainly, like any human and social model, uh, is um, fluid. Uh, so it can be improved and the perfect goal. Mediation has new spaces today that in the past. Um, because uh, now uh, mediation has, has its uh, own dimension. Uh, and like, for example, in the Anglo-Saxon world, uh, now the European Union has recently introduced a series of binding uh, measures which are increasing the use of mediation in different uh, national jurisdictions even if slowly and with different speeds from nation to nation, I know. Um, at the same time, in Asia, uh, there are numerous experiences, uh, even if different from each other, in which the idea of pacification has a more social and general dimension. In short, we can be optimistic because the process of change is on the way. Mediation as a model of dispute resolution is uh, finally growing in the, in the world. But um, I think that uh, uh, we have different models, uh, but uh, the sense of mediation is to find a solution that uh, put man at the center. So when uh, in India, uh, uh, we, during this uh, pandemic peri period, we spoke with a lot of uh, Indian mediators about uh, their models and the European model. Uh, we found a lot of differences, but uh, at, uh, at the end of our discussion, we find the answer, the answer to our questions. And people at the center of the process. Uh, and uh, for me, this is the hope for the future. Mm -hmm. So um, what does it actually mean like in concrete, in concrete when you say that we should put the people uh, in the center of the mediation um, process? What kind of things it means to you? I think that uh, put uh, people at the center means to uh, to avoid that uh, uh, other uh, other elements during the mediation process um, can decide for them the the answer the solution to the to the dispute and um, I think that it's important to clarify people to people the, the different parts of mediation process. And uh, at the same time, um, we have a, a, a wonderful possibility because when we are at the table with the people, consultants, lawyers, uh, maybe sometimes uh, people uh, meet the counterpart only in that moment and so, uh, to be a good mediator is uh, to uh, 
facilitates the discussion, the comparison between them. Because when the mediation process ends, uh, the lawyers uh, decide everything. <laughs> and so uh, the, it's important that the process uh, is uh, uh, well known from people. Uh, but it's difficult because uh, we have a, a lot of legal restrictions to, to reach this, uh, this, uh, this goal during our mediation process. Uh, because um, uh, we we said before that uh, uh, Europe, in Europe, for example, our legal system are a little bit conservative, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's difficult to to change the cards during the table of mediation because uh, uh, lawyers sometimes try. To, to to change the perspective of the of the problem uh, for the, the reason that we spoke before uh, economical interests ethical interests uh, oh, oh I want to be a little bit uh, bad but uh, to reach the trial uh, mm -hmm. to continue to assist your uh, the, the client, in a trial that is uh, more expensive and expensive, like for example. It seems that for the past 10 years or so, um, mediation, however, has become more and more popular in legal practice. I, I think especially for family disputes and some criminal cases like minor ones. Um, why do you think that all the sudden mediation is so trending? Um, I believe that our society, in the cosmopolitan sense, needs transparency, clarity, and simplification. Yeah. The pandemic accelerated the process of digitalization. We all had to, to deal with a new way of communicating, of working. The online dimension has become the real. Our comparison today is also the result of this new context, for example. It is necessary that the controversies, which I emphasize, are part of the individual. Even here, we could venture into philosophical or psychological issues, but must be addressed with different tools faster more certain and more equitable. Uh, it uh, may, seem, may seem contradictory, but mediation in many disputes, not in all of them, of course, can be the solution that the best represents speed, certainty, and equity. Mm. Because the parties uh, during a dispute can build uh, the content of a mediation agreement and this agreement will be more inclined to accept it from the parts. Because inside an agreement, we can find unfavorable consequences and to comply with the requirements because it was their own will. And starting from uh, the constitutional dynamics described by Walter Begut, 
I think that it is necessary to foresee weights and the counterweights uh, in a in a process of mediation. Interesting. So um, often when we think of mediation, we really see it for solving conflicts between individuals. But um, I've seen that there is more and more mediation between corporations, at least in Finland, that's getting some attention. Um, Does the same mediation process fit for individuals and corporations, or should we redesign the mediation processes to make it more attractive for corporations as well? Yes, um, this is uh, an important uh, topic because uh, mediation between companies uh, has its own specificities that distinguish it uh, from mediation between individuals. Uh, the general approach of the procedures uh, appears similar, but the dynamics are very different. The human dimension, the personal aspects become less important in favor of legal and economic uh, technicalities. Uh, we have now a new instrument, not in Europe, but in the world, the Singapore Convention is now in force uh, to try to promote the process of developing mediation at international level. Uh, it uh, came to force in uh, 2020. It uh, creates uh, an harmonized framework for cost-effective and prompt enforcement of international mediated settlement agreements. Uh, aiming to render mediation more efficient and attractive to commercial parties globally as an alternative to international arbitration and litigation. Uh, the timing of its entering force is uh, quite convenient considering the disruption caused by the COVID the pandemic. Including international commercial transition and the increased need for expeditious resolution of disputes on a global scale. Uh, the Singapore Convention mediation applies to settlement agreements resulting from mediation and the concluded in writing by parties to resolve a commercial dispute, which are international in nature at the time of their conclusion. But uh, there is a limit, uh, there is a, an important limit. The Singapore Convention has uh, 53 signatories, including the uh, United States of America, China, India, uh, but only six parties uh, have ratified it. Uh, Singapore, Fiji Islands, Qatar, Belarus, Ecuador, and uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, oh, interesting list of countries. <laughs> uh, yeah, the problem uh, that is uh, we don't know the position uh, uh, of European Union about um, Singapore Convention. The situation is uh, uh, is cold. Uh, only once it is ratified, uh, approved under the state's internal procedure, uh, it, it can be used. And uh, this is the limit. Uh, but uh, we are only after one year uh, of the Singapore Convention. 
let's say the wild Singapore Convention has certainly got off to a good start. It still remains to be seen how many states will ratify it, which will eventually dictate its success. But there is also in this case a way for the future. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> to summarize our discussion, Pierangelo, why do you think we need legal design and design thinking in mediation? And how long do you think it might take that design thinking becomes more common in, in dispute resolution and mediation? What are the, the remaining obstacles that we should go over next? <laughs> Um, the, the world of mediation is complex. Uh, this is uh, the beginning. This yeah. depends on the different uh, cultural, economics, and the legal conception from which one comes. Mediation often needs to be linked to the legal aspects of the dispute, and the mediator must also have an awareness of the legal dimension of the dispute, at the, uh, at the same time, and uh, the economic aspects. But it cannot be limited to these. <laughs> the mediator, in any geographical and judicial context, must demonstrate that mediation is a, a solution to disputes that lives in its own light and is not secondary to the typical legal and judicial activity. Trying to systematically introduce the design thinking pros into mediation would allow a leap in quality and the clarity. The five stage, the typical five stage of design thinking, emphasize uh, define the problem, ideate, prototype, and test. Uh, this is a mediation for me. Uh, when I studied uh, uh, these uh, stages, I, I found mediation in these uh, in these five parts. Uh, it is difficult to, to establish the time needed, but surely the approach introduced by design thinking and in particular by legal design is becoming increasingly established at the international level. Mm. Even the most conservative legal systems, legal design is a more common thanks to many professionals who, like you, try to disseminate a new way of seeing a society by placing mm -hmm. man at the center. Yeah, not the system, but the, the user of the system. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you uh, for this possibility. Uh, I hope that uh, we can cooperate in the future again uh, to, to find a new, uh, new chance for, for us. Uh, uh, and uh, I hope to, uh, to communicate to you news about this project. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. that sounds great. Absolutely. Thank you. Grazie a voi. Thank you for listening to the Legal Design Podcast. Get to know us at legaldesignpodcast.com. 